following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Heineke slings it side on, gets in, it's caught for the touchdown! And it sneaks it through! Oh my! Guts personified by Johnson! Could be the last play of the game. Carr, can his arm get him there? Throws it deep down the field, it is incomplete! No flags! Washington wins it! You know, we normally save this for when Evgeny Kuznetsov scores a big goal in the playoffs, but I think it's apropos for what's going on here with the Washington football team, and I think it's appropriate. So, yep, we're doing the bird again tonight, too. Wow. You can make it four straight for the Washington football team. The Burgundy and Gold even their record at 6-6 six and six with a win over the Las Vegas Raiders Sunday by a score of 17 to 15. Taylor Heineke does it again. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Brian Johnson, not the lead singer of ACDC, but rather the kicker that Washington signed off the street on Tuesday, made a game-winning 49-yard field goal, and then you heard the Hail Mary at the end of the game by David Carr. That fell short. If there was one word to describe this game, I think it's probably this. Holy moly, holy. I don't care that that's more than one word. I'm obsessed with the Drew Barrymore show. I'm not afraid to admit it either. This has become an extremely interesting. What's going on here with the Washington football team? Oh, by the way, welcome to the show, everyone. It's the Bob Matthews podcast. And coming up in just a little while, we've... uh, Also, got some good stuff from the ice as well as the Capitals are back to their winning ways again. And we'll get you ready for Monday's game uh, against the Anaheim Mighty Ducks as well. But we got to start off with the football team because they go out to Las Vegas. They play a pretty solid game against the Raiders. And in crunch time, they do something that a Washington team hasn't been doing a lot the last few years. They rose to the occasion. It wasn't a bunch of would-haves, could-haves, and should-haves. They just did it. And say what you want to about Taylor Heineke. This guy's got this team playing well. And not only is this team playing well, but, and I, I wrote about this in the game recap at, uh, on, at sportsjourney.com if you'd care to go read it. 
This team has not just developed an identity over the last month. This team is developing a swagger as well. And you could say what you want to about Heineke not having the strongest arm in the NFL or not being tall enough to be your prototypical NFL quarterback. Too many YOLO throws, too many off his back foot. And again, he doesn't have the arm strength to do that. None of that matters at this point. Taylor Heineke, you know, he is who he is, and it's working. And it is something that is going to make this offseason very, very interesting. I mean, barring a complete collapse here the last five weeks of the season. Um, with Washington evening its record at 6-6, six and six, what this does, I mean, you talk about a huge win. You combine that with the 49ers' upset loss to Seattle, Washington's not in the fifth play, in the seventh playoff spot anymore. They're in the sixth playoff spot. This all of a sudden has gotten really interesting. Tech, theoretically speaking, if Washington wins out, and I'm not suggesting that they're going to, but if they do, they win the East. It's all in their hands. I mean, we can say, well, they're not going to win nine straight games. That's just... Not going to happen, and Dallas is a better team, and yeah, you know, you can't, you know, you can't expect them to go to Philadelphia and and win on the road and this, that, and the other. It's all up to them. They need zero help from anyone to make it into the playoffs. It's all them. If they keep winning, they're in, no matter what anybody does. And realistically speaking, whether you want to say if the chalk holds or, or what, at 6-6 six and six now, realistically, their magic number is three. Some way, somehow, nine wins are getting you in the playoffs in the NFC. They only need three more. They got two home games left. Now, if you're going to be a playoff team, it's simple. I don't care who it is that's coming in. You handle your business at home. You win on your home field. It sets up this game with Dallas is just as absolutely huge this week, this weekend, this Sunday. There is a legitimate path to playoffs now. All this team has to do is take care of business at home, beat Dallas and Philadelphia at home. That would put them the last week of the regular season in New York against a horrible Giants team, win and you're in if they haven't clinched already. And, and at this point, um, you know, I, I don't see why they can't go to Philadelphia or perhaps even Dallas and win. It's going to be a huge game. We're going to learn a lot more about this team coming up uh, Sunday against Dallas. But we can get to that later in the week. we we got to recap this game right now. Great win for the Burgundy and Gold. They go out. You know, like clockwork, first series, Heineke takes him down. It's like a seven-minute drive past a Logan Thomas that Thomas goes up and, you know, snares for a touchdown to make it 7 to nothing. By the way, late word is that uh, it's expected that Logan Thomas is out for the rest of the year uh, with a knee injury. And I, I don't care if that play was legal or not. That, that was just dirty. What And it wasn't the first time, obviously, that the Raiders defenders were going and trying to cut out 
the legs of, uh, of of Washington offensive players. You saw it on, you saw it on that penalty uh, on uh, one of the defensive backs there when he took out Brandon Scherf's knees. That's just I you know I I know the offense has a huge advantage or whatever. Now that's just you know doing that exactly what happened to Logan Thomas is is what can happen, and that's that you wreck a guy's season. Hopefully, you know, and, and these days it's not a career because the advancements in medicine and everything, I'm sure he'll be back and he'll be as effective next year as always, but you never know. Um, but, but despite that, you've seen some real depth develop on this team. And yeah, they're going to miss Logan Thomas because, like I said, he was having a huge game before he got hurt. And, uh, you know, while John Bates and Ricky Seals Jones have been good, uh, they, they're not Logan Thomas who has developed into one of the league's best tight ends. So thoughts with Logan uh, on a successful recovery and that he will be back uh, next, you know, next year, start a training camp, ready to go. So it stays a seven to three ball game, uh, seven to six ball game, rather into the fourth quarter. Washington uh, gets a touchdown to make it 14 to uh, 14 to six. Uh, you know the that pass to Taylor Heineke, uh, the pass to Antonio Gibson. I, I think I saw that he was open for three seconds before Heineke threw it to him, so you knew he was wide open there. Vegas comes back, they get a touchdown, miss the two point conversion, and how big was that? You know, instead of it being you know tied at fourteen, all of a sudden Washington's got a two point lead. At that time, you thought, here it comes, the the game killing, you know, ten minute drive. Um, that you know that that Washington's become famous for the last three weeks, but Taylor Heineke makes what was almost um, a fatal mistake, throwing an interception into triple coverage. But the defense is able to hold Vegas to a field goal, and you got to give him credit. Heineke comes back on the field and is, I think, was four out of five on that last drive before Brian Johnson hit that game-winning field goal. And thank God they've, you know, apparently they've gotten the kicker situation um, figured out. You know, just go and sign a guy who's got the same name as the lead singer for ACDC, and you're fine. So it's it's just one of those things where, again, you know, this team is on a roll, but I don't think it's like in years past. I mean, last year, I think, was a fluky thing. And you go back and look at some of these other late season runs that this team has made, whether it was 2012 with RG3 or the playoff runs under Joe Gibbs with with Todd Collins and and you know a couple of the other a couple of the other accident circumstances. They're the ones with Kirk. This is starting to turn around. It really is, and it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes. I'm I'm going to be fascinated to see what the atmosphere is like in FedEx um, on Sunday. I think this is going to be very, very different than what we've seen the last three or four years. And that, just by itself, is going to be exciting. All right, time to go into the locker room, get you your exclusive post-game access. We are going to start with head coach Ron Rivera. Just on the win in general. Well, you know, they are resilient, and, and, and they bounce back. And, and as I said, the one thing that, that they seem to feel and believe is if you just give us a chance, you know, we'll see what happens. And, and that's the biggest thing about what we saw today. 
As you might imagine, we also asked Ron about Taylor, the interception, and then how he was able to subsequently bounce back after that. And Rivera said what you saw there was basically just peak Heineke. Well, that's a little bit about who he is. You know, he 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 will you know try and force the ball every now and then, but when he settles in and 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 gives himself a chance to make plays, he does. And and you know we were very fortunate on that drive. You know, he uh, he made a couple of good plays, good decisions, and, and he got away with a bad one. Uh, fortunate enough that the, the that the ball was dropped. So, um, but again, with him in his moment in his element, he gives you a chance, and and that's all we can ask. And he also had some words for. His new kicker, Brian Johnson, as you might imagine, pretty pleased with the effort he put in. Uh, Brian did a nice job. He was, he was good in all his operations as far as uh, the extra points were concerned. And then when you know we, we, we got quality yards, put him in a good position where it was you know pretty much right down his alley, and he hit that very well. All right, so that's Brian Johnson. Now let's go on to Mr. Taylor Heineke. I think the biggest thing with Heineke is you have to accept him for who he is. He is not Aaron Rodgers, and he never will be. Is he a franchise quarterback? He's a franchise quarterback for this year, and maybe for next year as well. You know, who Taylor Heineke, who's Taylor Heineke? Taylor Heineke is a guy that goes 23 for 30 for 196 yards, two touchdowns and one interception, and a quarterback rating of 101.5. I'm sorry, a... Uh, Quarterback rating of 65.8 and a rating of, of 101.5. He is not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Justin Herbert or NA or Joe Burrow or anything like that. But he's a leader. And as you're going to hear from Cole Holcomb in a few minutes, he's a baller. And you can't underestimate that and how far that potentially could take a team. We're going to, again, we'll find out a lot on Sunday. And he has earned that opportunity this coming Sunday, and it is going to be entertaining. I can guarantee you that. And one thing that it won't be, because it hasn't been yet, and it wasn't today against the Raiders in Las Vegas, the moment wasn't too big for him. I mean, just listen to him when we asked him what it was like on the sideline after the interception that led to the Raiders taking a 15 to 14. Let's just go do it again. Um, it, was a, it was literally a, the same exact thing that happened against the Giants. And um, I still feel like two minutes, we played really well in the two minute drill. We practiced it a lot. Um, so the guys executed really well, kind of got lucky on that one throw. Um, but you know, that's football. Taylor Heineke is the kind of a guy that is never going to stop coming at you. There is no way there's any team out there that will beat him down. It's quite possible that the Cowboys could come out on Sunday and win 30-3, to you know, throw up a 30 spot and intercept him three or four times. But until the game's over, he's not going to stop. He will never be beaten into submission. And that's a powerful thing, and it has an effect on the rest of his teammates. Um, I mean, just, uh, and, and he, you know, again, the moment isn't too big for him. He knew how big this game was and he knew afterwards, you know, how to put it into its proper context. Yeah, it's huge. Again, you know, we've, you know, we beat Tampa, we beat Carolina, had a good defense and it was Cam's homecoming. We beat, uh, you know, Seattle on Monday night. So, 
you know, the, the confidence just keeps building, keeps building. We practice hard all week, and uh, we just feel good where, where our team's at right now. Hopefully, we just keep the ball rolling. Yeah, this was a total team effort right here. Um, we kind of go back and you look at, we had a short week to prepare. They had 10 days to prepare. We had to fly out for four and a half hours. You know, you know, kind of all the odds were stacked up against us. And we, we you know, we accepted the challenge. And, you know, it was, a, it was a full team effort today. We scored on the first drive, and then we didn't score again until the fourth quarter. Defense played lights out all game. It was kind of a field position battle for the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter got really interesting there. And, you know, we just held on to our guns and, and we battled through it. So, again, it was everyone had a huge part in the game today. And he's – if I, I know his teammates will say, oh, yeah, we always had confidence in him. But he's, he's won them over. And he's got them believing that despite everything, this team is capable of, of keeping this run going. Uh, just listen to Cole Holcomb. Talking about Heineke and his performance. I love that dude. Dude, he's man, Heineke man. He's a he's a little baller. I love that dude. He's he's a grinder. He freaking. I got nothing but respect for Heineke man. He freaking doesn't matter what's happening. He's gonna he's gonna go out there and sling it. And it doesn't matter what happens. He throws a pick. He's like, okay, shake it off. Let's go. I'm gonna go drive down. We're gonna kick a field goal and win this game. Game, set, and match right there. Next up, Dallas Sunday at FedEx Field. we got to take a break. When we come back, let's hit the ice caps get right at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Take into the locker room here from Lobby and a couple of the players right after this. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Boys and girls, I know we would rather this had been a, an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game that we watched between Las Vegas and Washington Day. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you're going to be a winner when a single point is scored. That's right, just one point. New customers who bet a dollar on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free, in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome back. The Caps back on the winning track as they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday night at Cap One Arena by a score of 3-1. to one. Um little bit better in the third period in that they, well, didn't give up, you know, five, six, seven goals or something like that and blow a huge lead. No, they were able to hold on. They tightened things up. Uh, Alex Ovechkin gave them 
what was the eventual winning goal in the second when he scored his 20th goal of the year. And for Ovi, that's career goal number 750. So that puts him, I think I checked earlier, it's 16, I believe, behind Yaramir Yager for uh, third place on the all-time list. So let's cue the dramatic music and let's take you into the locker room for the Caps. Start with the big boss, Peter Laviolette first. Lavi was pretty happy with the way things worked out. Still a few issues he said to correct, but a hell of a lot better than the last two games. I, I told you that for me, they were two different third periods. Yeah. Um, there was there was one meltdown. Yeah. There was a third period where I thought we played hard and, you know, we didn't, uh, we ended up tying the period and it was right. just, didn't go the way we wanted. So we didn't get the result we were looking for, but I wasn't completely disappointed with the way we played. And then the third period tonight, I thought we had to compete hard. I thought Columbus, their best period was in the third period. I thought they competed extremely hard, never stopped uh, working on pucks. And so we had to work the entire time. And um, defensively, I thought we were good through the game. Work, that's a word and a theme that Laviolette's come back to the last few games. And it's, it's what he wants to see out of them. He wants to see him working in the corners not giving up on pucks and, and continuing to skate throughout the game. Ilya Samsonov had another really good game, and it looks like he really is starting to cement his position as this team's number one goaltender. Uh, Laviolette saying last night that he feels like the team has a lot of confidence when they know Samsonov is behind them. I think I, I do think that our guys are in front of, uh, confident in front of Sammy. I, I don't want to say that with you know just disregarding VTech. VTech I think that I think our guys play equally and hard in, in front of them and so I, again we've got two young goaltenders and they're competing for ice and competing for starts and um, you know they're pushing each other to be to be great goaltenders and so um, I think that's a good thing you know I think it's a good thing when you have two guys pushing each other so I think our guys are doing what they can in front of them and our goaltenders are, are giving us performances where we can win games. Yeah, they really both are, and it is a luxury not a lot of teams have. T.J. Oshie back in the lineup. First time in quite a few games. Oshie's been battling some injuries, as you know, to start the season, but said it felt good to get back in there. It felt fast out there. Um, felt a little rusty, um, but I haven't been, been skating too much, so I think it was kind of to be expected. Um, all in all, playing with... Mikey and Shears, they did a good job of winning battles and, and getting pucks deep. We didn't spend too much time in our zone, a little more than we like, but still not not a whole ton. So um, it was good. It was, I'll tell you what, it feels really nice to be to be out there rather than uh, up in the rafters. It's also the season debut for defenseman Matt Irwin. Got a jersey for the first time this year. Caps acquired him from Buffalo in the offseason. Laviolette, very complimentary about the work that he did. And Irwin said it's uh, it was nice to finally get in, get in the game. He said, we asked him, you know, what's the secret to staying sharp um, when you're waiting for that chance? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You gotta, you just got to work hard every day. Uh, it's so cliche, but uh, practices are your games. Um, Off-ice training is important to stay in shape. Um, all that stuff, just working, watching video, working with the other guys that aren't playing, staying positive, you know, being, being a good teammate, 
yeah, you don't know when you're going to get in, um, and and obviously you just got to be ready every day because you just nowadays you just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, today was not a, an example of that. I like that guy. I hope we get to see more and hear more from Matt Irwin. He's definitely good in the post game comments. All right, Mick and the clock on the wall say we got to get out of here. But before we do, don't forget to join us Monday night, seven o'clock on the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube. We get a live watch along for uh, the Caps and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, who are coming into Cap 1 Arena for a game again Monday night. So be there. We hope to see you. Drop us a comment, a like, a subscription, all that good stuff. We'll see you then. Till then, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.